Exodus 24. He said to Moses, Come up to Yahweh, you and Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, and seventy of the elders of Israel, and worship from a distance. Moses alone shall come near to Yahweh, but they shall not come near, the people shall not go up with him. Moses came and told the people all Yahweh's words and all the ordinances, and all the people answered with one voice and said, All the words which Yahweh has spoken we will do. Moses wrote all Yahweh's words, then rose up early in the morning and built an altar at the base of the mountain with twelve pillars for the twelve tribes of Israel. He sent young men of the children of Israel who offered burnt offerings and sacrificed peace offerings of cattle to Yahweh. Moses took half of the blood and put it in basins, and he sprinkled on the altar. He took the book of the covenant and read it in the hearing of the people, and they said, We will do all that Yahweh has said and be obedient. Moses took the blood and sprinkled it on the people and said, Look, this is the blood of the covenant which Yahweh has made with you concerning all these words. Then Moses, Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, and 70 of the elders of Israel went up. They saw the God of Israel. Under his feet was like a paved work of sapphire stone, like the skies for clearness. They didn't lay his hand on the nobles of the children of Israel. They saw God and ate and drank. Yahweh said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and stay here, and I will give you the stone tablets with the law and the commands that I have written, that you may teach them. Moses rose up with Joshua his servant, and Moses went up onto the God's mountain. He said to the elders, Wait here for us until we come again to you. Behold, Aaron and Hur are with you. Whoever is involved in a dispute can go to them. Moses went up on the mountain, and the cloud covered the mountain. Yahweh's glory settled on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it for six days. The seventh day he called to Moses out of the middle of the cloud. The appearance of Yahweh's glory was like devouring fire on top of the mountain in the eyes of the children of Israel. Moses entered into the middle of the cloud and went up on the mountain, and Moses was on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. And we're going to learn more about Moses' mountain experiences in the chapters ahead. But what we've got here is God saying to Moses, you and Aaron and your sons, Nadab and Abihu, and seven to the elders come to me. And they so they went to him and there was this experience where they had a meal with God. Now they couldn't, it says they saw God, but it, they could only see him vaguely, like as in an outline. And it says that there was a pavement of sapphire under his feet. So this similar description we see in Revelation and Ezekiel and other places. So here's this moment where there's, and they offer a sacrifice, they offer sacrifices of cattle, they have a meal with God, and then all the people and Moses and all the elders, they agree that they're going to keep God's word of his covenant. So what we've got here is called a covenant meal. And this, this is super interesting. This is actually what used to happen in ancient cultures. Let's say, you know, a king would come, and uh, he would um, conquer a land or a king would come and make a deal with a people that he hadn't conquered and they'd make a covenant. And usually the covenant was initiated by someone like a king 
with great power with someone else who had less power and they'd make like a deal. And the deal would involve, this is how I'll treat you and this is how you'll treat me. And the, the weaker people, they agree to the deal. They don't usually have any say in the negotiating the deal. And then there's sacrifices and then they agree and then there's a meal. And so this is usually what happens with kings and with other people. Well, here we've got all the elements of a covenant meal, except it's not a king. Well, it is a king, but it's the Lord. He is the king of kings, but it's, it's God. Now, when has a God made a covenant with a people? Well, it's happened right here. The covenant meal. God took Aaron and Moses and his uh, and Aaron's two sons and 70 elders and with all the people he had a meal with them. There were sacrifices. They agreed to the terms. And so this is a very, very unique thing for a God, in fact, the only God, the God of the heaven and earth, to take a nation of people and covenant with them. This is how I'm going to treat you. This is how you're going to treat me. You're going to be my people. You're going to act in this certain way. It's incredible. And um, then you get to the New Testament and Jesus is actually having a meal with his 12 disciples. It's the Last Supper. And he says to them, this blood is the blood of the New Covenant. <laughs> so he's, he's making words with them. He's telling them words and they're, you know, and there's, there's a sacrifice. What's the sacrifice in the New Testament? It's Jesus himself. He's the sacrifice. And there's a meal. So we see in the New Testament, there's a covenant meal made all over again, the new covenant. And this time the words, the, the words of the covenant are written on our hearts. That's what the book of Jeremiah tells us. God says that he'll make a new covenant and this time he's going to write it on our hearts. This is, this is great. The old covenant was unique. You know, since when did a God make a covenant with a nation? But the new covenant is, is even more unique because now not only is there a sacrifice, but God himself has become the sacrifice. And not only that, but God has become one of the people that he's making terms with. So God, you know, makes terms with the people, but Jesus is God and he's one of the people. So he's helping to fulfill the covenant as well. So um, it's all really, really interesting stuff. And so every time we have communion in church, we're remembering a covenant that, that we have with God. And what does God want from us? Like, you know, in the Old Testament, there were, there were the terms of the covenant, the people agreed. What does God want from us? He wants us to believe him and follow him. And I hope you are. I hope you trust in the Lord and I hope you've laid down your life and you're going to follow him because God ultimately is wanting a holy people, a people belonging to him, a people dedicated to him. I think it's incredible, this snapshot. You see, there's a lot in the Old Testament. And when you start considering it, you, you find that God is in it so richly and thickly and Jesus is in it too. Jesus is in all these chapters and he's alive for us. Who knew? Father, we thank you for the Old Testament. We know that the Jews love these first five books of the Bible. and um, But Lord, we love them. I think we love them more than the Jews because you, Jesus, you're in there. <laughs> the Jews don't know Jesus, but we know you. Lord, I thank you that you're in. Lord, you made a covenant with us. Thank you so much for the covenant. When your words are written on our hearts, and Lord, we do want to follow them. 
Help us to follow you, Lord. Help us to be your people. Help us to be your holy people. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.